This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Your belief will show in your behavior, doesn't it? Your belief will show in your behavior. If I really believe that the medicine that the doctor gave me will be good for me, I will take it. There's other medications that sometimes I get, I don't believe it, so what do you think I do with it? I give it to my cats, because I don't like cats. No, I'm kidding, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I don't do that, I just don't take it, right? It sits in the counter. If you really say that you believe that you're a sinner, if you believe that Jesus can save you and, and will save you and you confess him, it's not going to be easy, but your behavior is what helps you store up treasures in heaven. Your actions. The Bible talks a lot about rewards in heaven. If you have not been familiar with this, just so you know, whatever you do over here and save up in your money and your status does not translate to heaven. I was reading certain things of people that uh, asked to be buried with, and in the beginning I was laughing, and then towards the end my heart was hurting for people who live this way. One person asked to be buried with credit cards because he said, in case there's no place for me in the afterlife, I might be able to get a motel. It doesn't work that way. You see, it sounded funny to me and then it began to make my heart really heavy because it's sad how people feel that they could actually pay their money, pay their way into a comfortable life in the after when they meet with the master. One person said, bury me with earplugs. And he says, in case, in case the heavenly choir is out of tune. The arrogance to think that he can be more creative and more in tune than the creator of the universe who created the scales. One person said, bury me with a crowbar so that in case I find myself in hell, I might be able to dig my way out. The things from this earth will not translate, would not transfer into the after. The only thing that transfers is the word of God, the people of God, and the work that was done for the kingdom of God. The only thing that will transfer, the only thing of eternal value is the word of God. His word will never die. I love that. That's why I love preaching this word. That's why this word comes alive when I stand before it. And it just it, it disciplines me like a good father disciplines a child. Like he's doing to you this morning. The word of God is always going to be eternal. The people of God will be eternal. Will transfer into the kingdom of God. And the work that was done for God that will show to us in rewards. The Bible talks about crowns. Five crowns that believers get. Five crowns that believers get. It talks about the crown of life for those who endure trials. Revelation chapter 2 verse 10, it says, Do not fear what, they are about, what you are about to suffer. Behold, the devil is about to throw some of you in prison, that you may be tested, and for 10 days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life. There's a crown of life for those of you who endure trials. There's a crown of righteousness for those that are eagerly awaiting the return. Maranatha, Bo Yeshua, come quickly, who are awaiting the return of Jesus and who are living in the obedience in the light of his return. It says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8, Henceforth there's laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. A crown of life, a crown of righteousness, as a crown of glory for servant leaders, for leaders who are faithful to the call of God. There's a crown of glory. 1 Peter 5, 4 says, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. There's the incorruptible crown that... Uh, 
Paul talks about for those who have been consistently self-disciplined. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 24, Do you not know that in the race all runners run, but only one receives the crown, the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things, and they do it to receive a perishable crown, a perishable wreath, but we, an imperishable one. And then he says, so do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control. Lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Does the incorruptible crown for those who are consistent in their self-discipline in walking with God. Does the crown of rejoicing, the fifth crown, for those who are faithfully sharing the gospel and bringing people to Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 19 says, For what is our hope, our joy, or crown of boasting before our Lord Jesus that is coming? Is it not you? For you are our glory and joy. There's a crown waiting for those who are willing to suffer under trials, who are willing to endure persecution, who are awaiting his return, who are practicing self-discipline to, to obey the word of God. And the Bible tells me in the book of Revelation that these crowns will be dropped before him in worship. Isn't that going to be beautiful? I mean, no matter how heavy your crown is, you're not going to be wearing it all the time. You're going to be like the old hymn, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, you know, casting down the golden crowns before the glassy sea. <laughs> how great is it going to be? Everybody's going to have something to bring to worship. They're going to cast their crowns. Are you going to have a crown? Are you going to have a crown? Because you can believe in Jesus and get your way out of hell, but if you believe is not followed up with behavior, there's no rewards for you. And if there's no behavior, I really doubt your belief. Because if you really believe, you will behave. Your actions will show. Can I encourage you? In the next few, few minutes that we have, can I encourage you with something? Okay. Can I? Yes. You're tracking with me, right? Okay. There is no crown without the cross. There is no crown without the cross. You came in this morning to worship. You logged in this morning to worship. And Jesus says, you have to pick up your cross and follow me. And you came in here carrying your Bibles. You came in here carrying your phones. You came in here carrying your wallets. You came in here carrying your person. You guys look good, by the way, and you smell good. I can finally smell. It's great. But I did not see a cross. I did not see anyone carrying a cross on their shoulder and walking in over here. And Jesus says, you have to pick up your cross and follow me. If you are to be my disciple, Luke chapter 9 verse 23, and he said to all, if anyone should come follow me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And if we say that we're going to one day stand before our master, then shouldn't we also live and die like our master? And that's why he says, pick up your cross and follow me. I didn't come here with a cross either. Could it be possible that Jesus is not talking about a wooden cross? He's not talking about actually carrying a wooden cross and making a big scene of it or wearing a big cross. Can I tell you what he means by the cross? He says, whatever it is that makes you bleed, whatever it is that makes you hurt and squirm and wither in pain and you want to run away from the pain and take the ways of the world and find comfort in the world and not rely on the Holy Spirit and not lean into him and not continue to pursue and walk in the way that God's calling you to walk, that is your cross. It's easy to walk away from pain. We don't like suffering. And take the easy way out. It's easy to walk out of a loveless marriage. Take up your cross. It's easy to walk away from the calling of God because it gets tough out there because there's criticism and people are accusing you and people are abusing you. Take up your cross because without the cross there is no crown. Go back to the five crowns we spoke about. Everything speaks of suffering and pain. The weight is too much. 
and your pastor is too busy and sick to be there and to pray for you. Even Jesus fell down at the weight of the cross. They had to get a brother to come and pick up the cross for him. We started this morning with, yes, you're sitting in hopelessness. Hope before it makes the heart weak. But if you carry the cross, if you endure, yes, it gets hard. It got hard for our Messiah too. And he says, hey, you're going to meet with me. I'm your master. And I want to see that you're living like me, picking up your cross daily. You see, folks, we forfeit heaven. We forfeit the rewards of heaven when the going gets tough. And we walk away from the cross. And we begin to make our excuses. We trust our intentions. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. God doesn't really care about your intentions. He cares about what are you going to do. You might be walking through a very hard time right now. Pick up your cross. With no cross, there is no crown. You might be enjoying dancing your way to hell right now because the pleasures of sin temporarily will bring temporary pleasure. But it says in the end it brings destruction. And heaven might sound boring to you, but I want to tell you in its presence is fullness of joy. Pick up your cross. Pick up your cross. I'm going to ask you in the next two minutes to pray for the person next to you. Because sometimes the cross is hard to carry by yourself. I'm going to ask you in a few minutes to hold the person's hand next to you and to hold it tight. And I want you to cry out to God and say, God, help them carry the cross well. Help them to endure. Help them to persevere. Help them to continue with self-discipline that's consistent. I know it's hard to carry the cross, but without the cross, there is no crown. And without the cross, if you're not walking faithfully, carrying the cross, it demeans, it disrespects what you say that you believe. You have to carry your cross. The life you live is not yours. It's His. This life has never been yours. It's always been His. Your life is the vineyard. He's given you a fantastic life. You are the tenant for this life. You're only a caretaker for this life. The time He's given you, you're just a caretaker. And one day the Master is going to ask you to give what rightfully belongs to His. What are you doing with the vineyard? Are you picking up the cross? Because when He comes, He's coming with rewards in His hand. This week I've been very convicted, asking myself, am I excited to show Him the vineyard? And all the work I put into it, all the laborers that have come alongside of like, let's make the best glass of wine for our King. He's coming. Am I awaiting the sound of chariots of His return? We're living in the last days. We're living in the very tail end. When sin is rampant, believers, we have to pick up a cross. We have to live faithfully. We have to be ready for His return. We need to have something to show. Hold that hand next to you. We're going to pray. You're going to pray that we'll be faithful laborers. You're going to pray that we will be able to pick up our cross joyfully. And and here, as you hold hands, you are saying you're not alone. You're not alone. Soon there will come a time when we might not be able to meet like this. Father, come and heal us. Heal our hearts. Heal our passions. Our passion that's slightly misaligned. Our greatest strengths that you've given us that we've been using for sin. Cleanse our hands. Cleanse our bodies. 
cleanse our minds, cleanse our hearts. I pray for a cleansing over your church. I pray for a cleansing over your families over here. I pray for cleansing over your children over here. I pray for a complete cleansing, a refiner's fire cleansing in the name of Jesus. Remove, remove, remove the works of the enemy. Remove the works of the enemy. Send your angels now, O oh Lord, to minister to those who are to receive salvation. Thank you. You are a good God. You are a good God. Thank you for another day, another day, another day that we get to meet like this. Another day we get to cry out to you. Another day we get to rejoice in revival in our spirits, revival in our hearts. Thank you. Thank you. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, was preparing a place for you. And the beautiful, powerful fellowship, communion of the Holy Spirit give you rest give you peace give you comfort give you joy give you divine understanding and insight give you the power that you need to stomp the enemy's head <laughs> to give you the right words to pray to give you the language to be able to pray to give you the gifts that comes from him to give you the wisdom to lead your homes give you the authority to walk in confidence to rebuke the enemy to flee from sin to embrace the glory and the power of Jesus Christ now let that be yours as you go home let it be multiplied let him surprise you with his holy presence let him surprise you with divine insight let him surprise you with shouts of joy and worship let him surprise you with heaven coming down. Be blessed. Be blessed in the name of Jesus. May all the blessings that's in heaven, that's under your name, be yours and multiplied over you. In the name of Jesus, and may no enemy from hell be able to thwart and destroy this blessing that God has over your life. Child of God, be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 That's all the time we have for today, but we would like to hear from you. Our address is P.O. Box 2014 Eagle, Idaho 83616. You can also listen to this message and more on the Living Church Boise app, available in your app store. Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website, www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.